Welcome back to Lonely Town, a killer's podcast. You know who we are. How about a Nephi one time? Utah Ute Stampede Rodeo Edition of uh, Lonely Town, a killer's podcast. Let's hear it. I like doing that impression for the rodeo. And if you and if you listen, you'll hear that you'll hear the guy's voice at the uh, Bathing Beauty as the MC. So part three of the documentary, talking about the documentary, those from a quiet town. This third section, this last section after terrible thing, song of the old gym, starts out with the Bathing Beauty contest at the city park. And we've talked about this a lot over the episodes. It's something that uh, is pretty unique to Nephi. A lot of people are surprised it still goes on, but it definitely goes on. And you saw. You get to see um, exactly what the pageant entails. And a lot of people, a lot of the comments I've seen about the documentary point out how surprised they are that this happens. I don't know. It's always been controversial. Uh, if you go back to uh, Times News uh, articles and things, there was usually letters to the editor, uh, usually by new people that moved in, us move-ins, uh, after they'd been there a year or two that just couldn't believe this was happening. I think we've talked about it, but since we're here, we'll talk about it again. It's been uh, altered quite a bit from what it originally was. Uh, it used to be, because uh, it's the same day as the car show, uh, the Saturday of the Stampede. I usually go down that Saturday for the breakfast uh, from the Lions Club, which is a, a great breakfast. If you're ever in, in town for the Ute Stampede, you got to go get you, get you a breakfast. But, um, and you'll see a lot of people that participate with the documentary and with uh, the interstitials and stuff there, because a lot of them are members of the Lions Club. So if you're a Killers fan, that's a good way to go meet some of these people, I guess, or, or get served by them. But it used to be a, a parade uh, that would take place during the day, and people with these uh, hot rod type cars or these custom classic cars or, or trucks uh, would have uh, these girls sit on the hoods of their car or truck or be pulled behind in a trailer or whatever. Uh, but usually it was on top of the car, and they'd drive down Main Street, and the town would come out, and, and you'd wave, and uh, they'd go down and stop at the park, and there was already the car show going on. And then they'd, they'd go into the uh, Bathing Beauty pageant. Uh, now the car show is still there. However, they don't parade them up down Main Street, which I think was uh, one of the big things that it was perceived that the town would just come out and, uh, you know, be looking at these. Uh, objectify. Girl, yeah. Objectify these, these girls that were usually, I don't know, from um, 14 up to probably 20 or somewhere there. Maybe they were 16, 15, 16. I'm not sure. But anyways, <laughs> they were, you know, uh, younger girls for the most part. And the, the whole town would come out. But there's also the other side, a lot of tradition. A lot of the, the people that would go had family members that participated. They'd been contestants themselves. Um, they'd take their family to, to watch this, this tradition, and they, uh, believe it or not, it's a wholesome activity in their mind. Like, I know telling this to people and, and trying to explain it to people, everybody thinks no way, and it's creepy, and I can't believe you guys do that. But in the town's mind, as a majority, it's seen as a wholesome uh, event and tradition, and that's all I can really say to justify it or whatever. Either you like it or you don't. And, you know, I've, I've went years and, and watched, and I've went years and not watched, and um, it's not a hill I'm willing to die on, uh, for sure. But I always do enjoy the controversy that comes up, because it's always something entertaining in, in a quiet town that uh, always sparks some debate and get people, you know, kind of uh, arguing, and that's always kind of fun to watch from afar. Uh, but I was surprised that the check was a $600. The whole thing used to be it was scholarship money for college, too, and these girls, you know, get some money to go to college, and it was helping girls that might not have the same opportunities as some boys to get scholarships for playing sports or whatever, and probably pre-Title IX or, or whatever. That was the that was the, one of the excuses or things or things that gets thrown around. But it was, a, it was an opportunity to get some scholarship money. Um, a lot of the businesses around town chip in, 
And they have uh, the judges. I think the judges are all female, usually, and the committee's usually all female. So I guess you could say it's not men objectifying women, but then you could say, well, it's women objectifying women. I don't know. If you feel that way, that's how you're going to feel. Uh, the, the funny thing is my uh, people I knew, <laughs> I'll just say people I know, were there when this was getting filmed. And I think I've shared the story before, but I'm just going to share it again because why not? We're talking about it. And there was this guy with this old-fashioned 18-millimeter or whatever it is camera, and they had the boom mics, and they had all this stuff, and they're filming. And the announcer and stuff would say, what are you guys doing? Like, it, during the event, you know, they'd stop and kind of say, who are you guys and what are you doing, you know? And the, the people would just respond, oh, we're just filming a documentary. We're just filming a documentary about Nephi. And I don't think we'd started the podcast at that point, but uh, the people that were there knew that the uh, pressure machine was coming out and we all knew it had something to do with pressure machine and it was something to do with you know the bathing beauty no one ever just comes down and, and is filming uh the the bathing beauty i mean people might pull out their cell phones nowadays or you know you might have had a camcorder back in the day i'm not sure about any of that but no one comes with professional equipment to nephi and a boom mics and is just going around talking to people and, and filming uh the bathing beauty but I don't know how many people were fooled by that or believed that or whatever, but that was the uh, consensus of, of what they were telling people. And then they, they talked to the winner afterwards, and she seemed happy about it. So that's my uh, synopsis of that. Yeah, the one word I would use to describe the bathing beauty contest at the Stampede is controversial. Thank you, Neil, that I'm ahead there. And uh, the people that were there told me they were there for the car show. Dude, that's always, that's always the <laughs> people happen to be there. But all the people are going there for the car show, and it just happens to be about that time. If they don't want to admit they're there for the bathing beauty, I'm not saying that's what happened or not, but a lot of times they just happened to be there when the bathing beauty started, and they were just there for the car show. But since it started, you might as well see who won, right? $600, um, probably not the prize it used to be. I don't know if that's went up or down over the years, but it's still, I guess, not bad. I'd, I'd take $600 uh, for walking around in my bathing suit, but I definitely would not be a winner. I don't think anyone would want me on their, their vehicle going down Main Street, and they definitely wouldn't want me parading around in, in a, a bathing suit. Uh, one of the rules uh, that everyone always throws out, too, when it gets controversial, uh, is that it has to be a uh, modest one-piece bathing suit. I think that's in the rules of it has to be a one-piece, and I don't know why that makes it. It's just that whole religion thing that we've talked about and the other people have talked about of the, the pressure and how you can justify things or in the album and stuff. is For somebody, if it was a bikini... Uh, there, there's no way that should happen to Nephi. They can't do this. That's immoral. That's objectifying the women or whatever. But since it's a modest one piece, that's fine. And uh, different people have different views and different lines about everything in morality. If we haven't learned anything in the last few years, um, it's that different people think differently than us. And whatever you're thinking right now, there's people that think differently than you. And uh, I guess <laughs> that's that's just how it is. I mean, that's that's. Uh, I'm not saying it's right, wrong, or indifferent. I'm just uh, laying out the facts. So, controversy, for sure. So the next scene is the at the airport. That is a guy jump, getting into an airplane that he's going to jump out of, and this is a pretty cool tradition that started. I don't know, 15 years ago. It hasn't been going on forever, but uh, one of the big uh, traditions now at the U Stampede Rodeo is uh, it starts with um, a guy jumping out of an airplane. Uh, skydiving down with a flag attached to his foot. And it's a really cool display. They always play, what is it, Lee Greenwood's 
There's also some controversy because be uh, <laughs> Lee Greenwood, uh, God bless the USA, but however, Saturday night this year, they did not play that. And uh, I heard some people were a little upset. The, the tribute to Cotton Rosser went a little long. They had some old cowboy get out there and talk for a while. And I guess he kept rambling and talking. And I'm just saying what I've heard. I'm not saying he was rambling. Some people probably enjoyed it. Again, I have to take two steps back and, and just say what what's going around. But they didn't play the song. And uh, some people, that's what they go for. That's the whole point of the rodeo is you go to watch the guy jump out of the plane, uh, come down the parachute, Lee Greenwood, God bless the USA, and he lands in the arena. The crowd goes wild. And that's your huge stampede. I mean, I, I like to go... Again, I don't really go to the rodeo necessarily anymore, um, but I will drive down and either park out in the West uh, West Fields, I almost said West Hills, or you can even park at the rodeo arena and just stand outside and you can watch it and then take off because there's no traffic because everyone's in the arena afterwards. So a uh, little pro tip if you're ever driving through Nephi during the stampede. and uh, You should go to the rodeo at least once, though, if you haven't, but that's a, that is a tradition. Um, one thing I found odd... And it might just be because I'm not connected with a lot of rodeo people or, or whatever. Is this guy does this for a living? I don't know if they contract him out, if he's part of the the Flying U organization, or how it's all how it's all broke down. Uh, but uh, around Nephi or around Utah, a lot of people come to the Ute Stampede, which I learned is the biggest rodeo arena in the state. I don't know if you knew that or not. I've been told now is the the biggest rodeo arena in the state, which I guess means holds the most people for rodeo specific thing in the state which is something I'm proud of and, and they should be especially it was struggling for a few years and it's came back pretty strong and the tradition but everyone posts stuff on social media like crazy I'm just as guilty every year I'm like well I'm just gonna watch it and then he starts coming down and you start getting those you know patriotic feels and it just looks cool so then I'll start recording or take a picture or whatever and then I'll put it up and, and that's fine but it's kind of what everyone uh, around Nephi does uh, but the guy obviously makes a living doing this it's not just a one-time-a-year thing he does. I don't see that in other... And I haven't searched enough or stuff. I could probably find out his tour dates and all that. But I don't really see that posted around uh, the rodeo loops or other things. It's not like he comes to Spanish Fork the next week, like the carnival. You know, comes from American Fork to Nephi to Spanish Fork to Pleasant Grove to wherever. They have a... You know, every week you kind of know where the carnival goes. And the rodeo kind of goes with the carnival. So I guess he's not affiliated with the Flying U. I just, uh, I just solved that mystery. But... Usually have the same entertainment, the same, you know, guy that rides the, the horse backwards, the, the monkey that rides the dog, the, the wild child that, you know, jumps the, acts like he can't drive a, a motorcycle, then jumps five trailers and lands on a bowl or whatever. <laughs> but uh, from what I've seen, Nephi is the only one that really has this guy. And I don't know if he has like a big fee or if he just does, you know, one state exclusively. Uh, maybe he does more. I don't, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not the biggest rodeo aficionado. But I don't see a lot of that coming through, and it is something that's very proud to Nephi. If you look on their signs, if you look at um, calendars, if you look at pictures for people around town, you're going to see this, and it's something that you know I think Brandon put in the in the documentary, or that they put in the documentary. Because uh, if you were to say three things about Nephi that uh, trigger the most memories for you, um, I think the the rodeo jumper would have to be one. Uh, also, uh, when I got back from uh, my mission. I was in Nephi for a time, but I was getting ready to move. Like, you come back and, and, you know, you usually have a few months before you figure out what you're going to do with your life and, you know, move out or, or do whatever. I worked, at a, I worked at a hotel on the south end of town, and a lot of the rodeo uh, people would stay there, 
And uh, I saw a lot of interesting things. I heard a lot of interesting things. We had the hot tub and stuff on premise. But uh, one of the guys that stayed there was the uh, was the jumper. So every night I got to really? you know have a little conversation with him. I don't think he's wearing them in the video. And I don't know if it's the same guy. But uh, circa 20 years ago or whatever, he'd wear these short, short Daisy Duke shorts too. I don't know if it was because of the heat. I don't know if it was because of the jumping or whatever or if it was just personal preference. But... Um, I got to talk to him and uh, very polite guys. Uh, uh, Cotton Rosser, who's the uh, promoter of the rodeo who passed away, we were talking about a little earlier, would stay. Um, and uh, that was probably uh, one of my better huge stampedes, and I didn't attend any of the events because I was working, but I got to interact with a lot of the, the participants and hear stories and, and uh, witness shenanigans that the Cowboys do. So. so apparently it's been over 20 years. I was guessing 15, but... There's, well, there are articles out there. I guess I should have known because that story I just told took place about 20 years. We're just older than we feel. That's yeah. probably what it comes down to. Time's passed quickly, but this year it actually wasn't the same guy for the first time that I've ever noticed. It was a local company, one of the, the company that skydived Utah or whatever out of the Nephi airport. <clears throat> so then the documentary transitions to the Ute Stampede where the flag has landed and shows some of the scenes, pre-rodeo circles they make around with the royalties and... <laughs> Dignitaries, that's what I was looking for. If you've never been to a rodeo, and a lot of people probably haven't, it is quite a, uh, it's quite an event. It's not just, at least the stampede, it's not just um, local yuckles uh, getting kicked in the head from uh, cows or, or whatever, <laughs> or a bunch of rednecks. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a spectacle. Uh, there's a bunch of different events, but within the event, there's, you know, entertainment in between. Uh, it's very much a live action sport. You know, there's big money to be won and drawn, and there's a whole circuit that goes around. And But, yeah, there's a spectacle beforehand of, of the tradition of here comes in, you know, the rodeo queen. Here comes in the bathing beauty queen. Here comes in Miss Nephi, Miss Juab, uh, the county commissioners, the mayor. All these people will either come in on a car or a horse, and they'll ride around their, their circle, and they'll, you know, be introduced. And there's a lot of pageantry that goes along with it. And... I think that the tradition is, is pretty cool. Uh, it's something that a lot of people probably aren't familiar with unless you grew up in the West or, or into that kind of a thing, even if you listen to like Garth Brooks or, or country music or whatever. It's not really kind of explained. Like, you know, people ride bowls and you might see something on the ESPN at three in the morning or something. <laughs> yeah, it plays a little clip of the runway horses as it's showing the, the barrel racers, the uh, story that was told um, and the interstitial kind of links up with that. Um, it's definitely something to see and... Uh, for me, it's kind of like, it's not my sport. It's not my thing. Like, it's cool to see the bull riding, and it's fun to see that uh, every now and again. Uh, but for me, if you've seen one rodeo, you've seen them all. Like, it's kind of the same thing. Uh, but there's some people that they're just into, like, calf roping, and that's all they're there for. That's their sport. Or they're just there for bareback saddle riding. Or they're just there for, you know, the saddle riding. And, and that's their thing. And all year, you know, they follow the circuit. They follow who's on top. And a lot of these people that come in and participate are from small towns mainly across the West as well. Uh, but a lot of them, they have to win a certain amount of events and, and money and points to, to go compete at the, the national level for, like, you know, the big prize titles, the, the grand uh, champions. The road to Vegas goes through Nephi, Utah, is, is said, you know. And that's a lot of people's jam. It's their thing, just like uh, the NBA or the NFL or whatever, and they wait all season, and they'll travel around to all the different rodeos, and they'll have their favorite people, and, and they'll go down to Vegas and... And uh, for the NFR finals, and it's a big, we call it Cowboy Christmas. I know a lot of people that do it. And it's usually around December, I think is why it's called that. But it sells out arenas down in Vegas, and it's a, it's a big deal. So uh, for something like this to come to Nephi, um, given the size of Nephi and growing up, 
because some rodeos are just like it depends who sponsors it and who they do everything with and that could go on forever but some of them are kind of like little just po-dunky i got you know a, a donkey from down the street and we'll have the kids ride the sheep or, or whatever this is like an actual pretty big event they bring in a, a company that that's what they do they're they're well known for that's what they do and they always come to nephi and they always bring the best uh livestock and a lot of the best cowboys and cowgirls come and participate and for that to come to a small town is, is a big deal especially for these uh, families that this is the tradition of what they do and this is what they go and see so i don't know how many people sit or fit in the fairgrounds but it's quite a bit uh i probably should look that up but anyway uh so you see cowboys warming up and you see the rodeo pageantry and it's uh it's a spectacle and I think Brandon's mentioned it before, as that was, you know, a highlight in this uh, small little town where nothing ever happened when the rodeo and the carney came to town. Life came to town, and there was something to see or do, and there was these different people from all across the, the you know, country or, or world that were coming to our small town. And I think it was that same interview on Instagram where he mentions, uh, at the end of this River's Wild, when it talks about the circus and the crew passing through, where he says, that's a huge stampede memory. And that he see these people pack up and leave, and he just wanted to get out and, and experience life or the world so much that he just wanted to go with them. And, I mean, he probably didn't want to go with them if he knew they were just going up the road about 30 miles north to Spanish Fork. But it was just something different that it really happened a lot in Nephi. And every year you could uh, plan on it, and it would come, and there'd be stories, and there'd be things that came out of it. And it was uh, a major thing that happened. Yeah, with the rodeo, there are definitely a lot of memories. It's a, you know the big major tradition, the major summer event. Spent time, a lot of friends, selling concessions and cooking hamburgers till their arms turn different colors. And it's one of the great parts about Nephi is that tradition. And then the, the last part of the documentary is the Quiet Town performance, which uh, Meadow talked to us about, about, uh, you know, first time a lot of those people heard the opening lines to Quiet Town about the train accident that I'm sure most of the people there remembered and an emotional start to the song and the first time hearing it. Yeah, I think uh, I think Scott talked about it. I think uh, the mayor talked about it. Uh, pretty much everyone that we came that's came in. Some of the comments we've got from other people is uh, the second they heard that line, it was just uh, or read that line, it was just a gut punch. And um, music can transport people back, uh, almost like a time machine, and it takes you right back to that time and place where <clears throat> where you hear it. And uh, I know I bring it up a lot, but uh, that was that was real life to us. And and any anytime I hear uh, that line, a couple of kids got hit by a Union Pacific train. I mean, it's. It's real, you know, it's uh, not something that was made up for a lyric or whatever, and the story that uh, goes out from there is uh, kind of strange because, like they were saying, everyone was in tears and weeping, but it's also a beautiful song about Nephi, and it's a beautiful song that tells uh, good things as, as well as, as awful things, um, but it's, it's a beautiful story and, uh, you know, brings emotion even to people that never lived there. Uh, another thing that comes up in, uh, in this video or, or this part of the thing is Another part of controversy that I'm, I'm going to address because it's been um, in the comments and everything. But there's a there's a kid that's wearing a hiding from Biden shirt, <laughs> and uh, people definitely have an opinion one way or the other on that. And uh, like they do with all politics and stuff. All I'm going to say is it's not the band's opinion. They just invite people to come to a barbecue, and they didn't say what attire to wear or what to do. And these are people from Nephi that showed up, and that's the shirt their kid was wearing. And they participated somehow in the, the making of the, the video. I don't know what part. Maybe that was one of the kids that was shown no mercy. I don't know. Um, but there's a lot of comments about that. And it's just, I mean, it's a real-life documentary. It wasn't doctored up. They didn't say, you know, wear this, wear that. I mean, I guess they did kind of show Dinger's side of Nephi kind of feel where people were saying, why didn't they show 
the nice cleaned up part of town or the you know painted part. But anyways, uh, a lot a lot of controversy around that. A lot of people have opinions on that online, and I'm just gonna say uh, that was just uh, what the kids showed up wearing. And you can look at uh, Nephi's political leanings online all you want, and it shouldn't really surprise anybody. I'll say that much. <laughs> So after the performance, it shows the train leaving town, similar to the way the album ends, with the train leaving and taking whatever it brought with it. The last part of the article that I mentioned in the previous episode that was written by the director, he talks about how the documentary all, all came together and ends it by saying this. He says, I'd admit I had been so lost in this idea, I didn't even consider what Brandon or the killers would think about the film. As I finished notes from a quiet town and sent it off to Brandon, I became so very nervous. It was the first time I realized that the band would, could respond, what in the world is this? This is not what we talked about. This film was radical, and I worried that what I had tried to communicate to Brandon as I worked on it might not have been clear. A few nervous hours later, a text came in. I love it. Every anxiety in my body poured out, and all I le was left with was immense pride. Never in my life had I been given so much freedom to attempt to create something like this project. It was, in many ways, a dream come true. So I think it's just a, cool to get that perspective from the director. He took from a lunch sit-down with Brandon an idea of what he wanted and took his own creative license and created this documentary that, in the end, was, I think, in a lot of ways, a great representation of nostalgia and the traditions of Nephi and a lot of the memories that we have from growing up there. And the film might look, in some aspects, like it's from before we were born, but, you know, it's... Uh, and the town has changed a lot over the years, but it's I think it's a good representation of the, the character and tradition of the town that, that lives on. Yeah, especially if you're from around uh, the area or passing through. I know a lot of people have asked us about things to see or do, and we usually ask uh, guests at the end of the show, you know, some places they'd recommend. If you really want to get the Nephi feel, I, I said it earlier in the show, but I'm going to say it again, is uh, come down, go to, the, go to the 4th of July, go to the Carnival there in Main Street, go see all the sights, uh, see the flag, go get you a, a burger from the Nemo Queen or whatever. Stay around that night, go watch the, the fireworks, and... Uh, and go home or, or stay the night or whatever you're doing. Or come down uh, around the Ute Stampede, and you can find it online. There's always, you know, signs and, and whatever. It's a three-day event, but come down to the Ute Stampede. Uh, they used to have the fair on Main Street, which I thought kind of made it more of a, I don't know, there's more of a feeling of something's going on in town or something like that. Now it's uh, kind of like a craft fair, uh, but it's behind the old gym, kind of, uh, behind the, the fire station, which is a lot more... Um, grass and a lot more uh trees and, and shade so it's probably a lot better location it's just kind of hidden if you don't know that's what's going on uh, but i'd say come down walk through the, the craft fair um they got all sorts of people selling things and uh, they got like the texas twister drink that everyone's always happy about or you know uh tom selling sports cards or <laughs> uh, different things and uh go down to the go down to the carnival and just walk around and, and, and take it in uh, get you yourself a a corn dog or a hamburger or whatever, and if you're so inclined, go to the uh, go to the rodeo. Um, get yourself a rodeo burger. Uh, something that they're they're well known for is uh, there's the rodeo burgers that you get only during the rodeo, and uh, I don't know, people love them. And watch the guy come on in and parachute in. If you don't want to go to the rodeo, still about what is about nine o'clock, eight o'clock, whatever it is, uh, right before the rodeo starts, and and go and, and watch that. There's there's parades. Uh, I think they, we used to have three parades. I think they're down to two. And, you know, you just go and get the, the, the feel of the town. I think that would be a great time to do it. And that's uh, really seeing what Nephi is about that time of uh, year. 
if you're not able to do that, you can still drive around and see everything, but I just think that would be more beneficial, uh, especially with this documentary, to give you a, a sense of living what you're watching. Well, thank you for sitting or for listening to us as we talk about uh, the documentary and the memories that it brings up for us and ex- explain some of the places and events in Nephi that make it unique. I, I definitely think, and people I've talked to, uh, when I ask about the documentary or whatever, uh, the, most of the people say that they really captured Nephi. That's one thing that comes out is, um, that's, that's where we grew up, that's our hometown, or that, I mean, it might be looking like it's older, like Jimmy was saying, or, you know, they show different aspects, but that really captures Nephi, so. How about Nephi, Utah, one more time, give it up for these cowboys and cowgirls that you stampede rodeo. And that's another episode down from Lonely Town. <laughs>